The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the most must-see and must-listen-to soccer podcast in the history of the world. Welcome to Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no need for an introduction because you all know who I am. You all know what I do. I just simply tell it like it is. In my own words, the truth, the whole truth, are nothing but the truth, so help me God. And ladies and gentlemen, the truth is that we are so far into a brilliant quarterfinal campaign in the 2022-23 UEFA Champions League. It's not a surprise Manchester City did what they did to Bayern Munich. But I'm going to get into that. And I'm going to say something that I really honestly wish I had I had, wouldn't have, to have to say. But I got to say it because, again, it's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And that's what I do. So yesterday... Manchester City destroying Bayern Munich. And here I was thinking that Bayern Munich actually had a chance to give Manchester City a good run for their money. I didn't say Bayern Munich was going to easily destroy Manchester City or easily beat them, rather. I did say that Bayern Munich has the legitimate potential of giving them a run for their money. Now that didn't happen now, did it? Honestly, Manchester City just proved... This is what happens when you underestimate us. This is what happens when you have no faith in us, no confidence, no nothing. This is what happens when you decide to doubt us, and most importantly, you decide to hate on us. Manchester City proved a point, okay? And the way Bayern Munich lost this match, that's got to be extremely difficult and frustrating for Paris Saint-Germain seeing as how Paris Saint-Germain was just absolutely embarrassed by Bayern Munich. And that's a fact. And speaking of Paris Saint-Germain, all of a sudden there's allegations with the manager Christophe Galtier involving racism. Now I'm not going to get too deep into that because honestly, well, it's not the first time that such allegations happen on a coach. Paris Saint-Germain already has enough to deal with because it's the same bullcrap every year, all that hype, they don't get the job done. Because let me say one more time, there are many reasons why this happens, but the main reason is this. The ownership of Paris Saint-Germain has zero, zero respect for the sport of soccer. And that is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. That right there is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But now back to the Champions League now, shall we? Because PSG is no longer in it. Uh, no surprise, really, at the end of the day when you think about it. So Manchester City beating Bayern Munich. Hmm. Honestly, like I said, you know, when I say that Manchester City doing what they did, I mean, all that firepower that they have, I mean, Manchester City is basically beyond the point that they have to win it this year. Because Manchester City has chased the title for well over half a decade. And we're getting close to a full 10-year window of them trying to chase the title and win it for the first time. Now, they were close about two years ago. When they lost to Chelsea. And what was one hell of a defensive performance by Chelsea in the 21 Champions League final. 
Now for Manchester City, okay, that opening goal in the 27th minute by Rodri, you know, that really spelled big trouble for Bayern Munich. And I had a feeling in my gut that Bayern Munich would not be able to recover. And boy, did they not. But it wasn't until the 70th minute where Bernardo Silva made it 2 nothing, And then six minutes later, who else but none other than Erling Haaland, who has been absolutely red hot this season. Now, speaking of Erling Haaland, I understand that he recently just came back from, I believe it was a groin injury, which would explain why he was absent from the Norwegian squad in the first uh, phase of the Euro qualifying phase. I was not aware that Erling Haaland was injured because I did not recall seeing any headlines that said that he was injured. I guess perhaps they decided to keep it a little bit hush-hush, I mean, I don't, and I don't know. But, of course, word soon I got out there that he was indeed injured because I was confused as to why he was not with the Norwegian squad. But then I thought, well, the last thing we need is Erling Haaland getting hurt because it would be bad publicity. I mean, it would be bad for Manchester City, but it would also be bad for Norway. But, anyway... So looking at it, you know, and it's interesting, you know, and my good friend and my mentor, Mr. Steve Adams, has basically talked about this particular category, that just because a team has longer ball possession, it does not immediately assume that they have the biggest chance of winning. Steve has basically said that when people say that, that as far as ball possession goes, that right there is an overrated assumption. And by that, he meant just because you have longer ball possession does not mean that you can, you will, you're guaranteed to win the game you are guaranteed to score more. And I'm not kidding. Steve has basically explained how he's been dumbfounded for so long when people say that having longer ball possession is the way to guarantee the chances which would guarantee victory. Because here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. What good does it do having longer ball possession if you cannot score any goals? That right there is the problem with Bayern Munich. Now, Bayern Munich had four shots on target and could not convert any of them. Now, Manchester City had nine shots on target and only converted three times. Now, that's nothing bad for Manchester City, although when you look at it, you have nine shots on target and you only convert three times. You know, in some ways, maybe overall, as far as a track record goes, it looks a little bit, well, I wouldn't say unconvincing, but, but then again, as brilliant as Manchester City is, they're not going to score at every shot. In other words, they're not perfect. You know, that's what I've said about Erling Holland. You know, he's gonna have, he's gonna be on a hot streak, and then all of a sudden that streak is gonna go cold. But then after that, it's simply to go back up. I mean, it only proves that Erling Holland is human and imperfect. So once again, that famous conversation I had with another buddy of mine who's a strong supporter of this show, Mr. Joe Mavor, who of course is a strong supporter of Manchester City. God knows how many times I've vindicated him on this particular famous conversation that we had because I seem to be mentioning it all the time. And I know that since he's he's listening right now, he's probably he's probably shaking his head with a smile on his face because again, you know, Joe's the one who actually said to me, "Mark my words, Alex, this conversation is going to be re well remembered in our lives." And I said, "Joe, you're damn right, but you know what? That is a good thing because we both know the game very well." Anyway, uh, because now, now when Erling Haaland scored that particular goal, I mean, the way it was, I mean, you know, it could have been in a different way, but you know what? When Erling Haaland finds the, puts the ball in the back of the net for Manchester City, we all know it's going to be special, and it's going to be a talked-about moment. <laughs> so, honestly, at the end of the day, the way I see it is, uh, well, maybe Bayern Munich had a bad day, maybe Bayern Munich underestimated, or maybe plain and simple, Bayern Munich got their butts kicked, and once again, 
you learn a lesson. If you underestimate Manchester City, if you don't respect them, well, and if you hand them opportunities, boom, they will take advantage. Maybe not all the time, but there's a higher percentage that they will. That's why, regardless, it is a fatal mistake to afford Manchester City any opportunities. Bayern Munich did. Manchester, Manchester City took advantage of it. And that's why Manchester City got the 3-0 win. And it looks to be all over for Bayern Munich. Now, granted, the second leg is in Munich. But is Manchester City really the kind of club that's going to blow a 3-0 aggregate lead? Absolutely not. Now, the away goals rule is long gone. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter anymore, okay? Because how is Bayern Munich going to come back from a 3-0 deficit? Basically, Bayern Munich right now, the chance that they have, they have to find a way to win 4-0 in, in, in the second leg. Is it impossible? Absolutely not. Is it going to happen? Absolutely not. Now, my another buddy, Mr. Keith Teeter, who loves Bayern Munich, you know, he has been very, very vocal about Bayern Munich's treatment of Thomas Müller. And not only for Bayern Munich, but for the German national team. Because my buddy Keith loves Thomas Müller. And Thomas Müller, you can say whatever you want about him, but there's no denying that Thomas Müller is one of the greatest players of his generation. A unique and prolific goal scorer, much like Erling Haaland. And as I said many times, players are unique in their own ways. Erling Haaland, Thomas Müller. Incredible talents, unique in their own ways. Now, I don't really know exactly what to say about Thomas Muller at this point. I mean, at this point, Bayern Munich, I mean, in the words of somebody that we all know very well in the wrestling world, for Bayern Munich, there's no chance in hell. And I hate to say that, but that right there is the most realistic, basically the most realistic prediction right there. If somehow, someway, Bayern Munich pulls off the miracle of the century, well, I will take responsibility for it. And of course, I'll be back here to talk about it on this show, Into the Net FC, the greatest soccer podcast in the history of the world. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a fact. So enough about Manchester City and Bayern Munich, because we got the point. Manchester City beat their butts. And Manchester City basically proved as to why this time they are absolutely hell-bent and absolutely adamant to finally win the Champions League for the first time ever. Because again, how long have they been chasing the title? How many investments have they made in order to build that super team that can get it done? Well, people have insisted that Erling Haaland was the one missing piece for so long. Now they've got Erling Haaland and it looks as though Manchester City is finally on the way to their first ever Champions League triumph. And speaking of Champions League triumph, Real Madrid has had 14 of them. Notably, the one last year was probably the best one that I have ever seen. Now, for me to sit here and say that the way, Man excuse me, the way Real Madrid won the Champions League last year is basically better than any time that they won it when they won it three straight times from 2016 until 2018. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I say that with absolute conviction. So let me say it one more time. Real Madrid's Champions League triumph in 2022 outshines any of them Ever. Whether it would be 1998, 2000, 2002, 2014, or from 2016 to 2018. Last year was the greatest Champions League triumph in Real Madrid history. And no doubt one of the best triumphs in Champions League period. We saw Real Madrid in that knockout stage. And you talk about something magical. Something that we're going to be talking about for 20 years. 
Well, let me say this. That Champions League triumph that Real Madrid had last season, it's going to be talked about for probably a century. But speaking of a Real Madrid Champions League triumph, imagine if they had yet another victorious triumph this year. <laughs> you know what? For all I know, maybe this one could outshine last year. But from the looks of it, it looks as though it's going to be Real Madrid versus Manchester City rematch in the Final Four. Because Real Madrid got the 2 nothing win today at home against Chelsea. Okay? Now, in the quarterfinals last year, Real Madrid got rid of Chelsea. And that was a rematch right there. Because in the year prior, when, when speaking of triumphs, when Chelsea's Champions League triumphed two years ago, they eliminated Real Madrid on the way. So two years ago, Chelsea gets rid of Real Madrid. Last year, Real Madrid returns the favor. And now, here we are again. Basically, it's going to continue in writing in the history books. It's giving us some talking points for us that love soccer. Okay? Sometimes I would say, it's no surprise, it's no coincidence to where, why we're getting these rematches in the knockout stage. It has to be this way because this is what history is all about. This is what the Champions League is all about. Putting butts in seats, keeping the eyeballs on the TV screens, keeping the soccer journalists well informed, and to keep us hungry to talk about it. So at the end of the day, I am super grateful. I am super grateful. So Real Madrid versus Chelsea. Now the big story with Chelsea is, of course, the sacking of Graham Potter. But then, of course, they reappoint Frank Lampard to be the team's caretaker manager for the rest of the season. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Alex, why didn't you do an episode about Frank Lampard returning? It's quite simple, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm not surprised that my other good buddy, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain, I figured that he was actually going to send me a text message asking me if I was planning to do an episode. And he didn't. And he, didn't, he never even asked me why. But I'm going to tell you why. Not simply because I don't like the return of Frank Lampard, quite frankly. I'm not a fan of it. But because the whole everything I have to say is only probably anywhere between two and five minutes worth of talking, it's not even worth it's not even worth the effort. Okay, Chelsea is in a mess right now. Okay, I mean the fact that they start off the season with Thomas Tuchel, he gets fired, and then Graham Potter comes, and then he gets fired, and this is all in a span of about nine months. Okay, so for you to go through two managers in less than twelve months, that is horrible. And you want to talk about horrible? The $600 million spent in players and not getting anywhere except backwards, going down? <laughs> now that's even worse right now for Chelsea, okay? So there's enough problems right now other than the fact with these managerial things. And, I've, and, I, and those are well documented from what I've said on this show. And it's interesting that Frank Lampard is back and Chelsea has lost two games now with Frank Lampard. First that loss to Wolverhampton and now this one against Real Madrid. I mean, what else can I say? You know, and at the end of the day, are we surprised? No, because no disrespect to Frank Lampard, okay? But I didn't think that this was the proper move, okay? But then again, who was going to be basically the caretaker, okay? <sighs> I mean, right now, anything with Chelsea's future, I really, I don't even know what Chelsea's future looks like. But I can tell you this, whether it's bright or not, I mean, I don't even know. And right now, honestly, you, you, I'm, think, I'm thinking of Chelsea, you know, a bit of exciting news was the return of Angelo Conte, and Angelo Conte actually got the start in this game against Real Madrid, alright? It was great, now, Angelo Conte did, you know, produce a little, you know, a little bit of magic, it was kind of the Angelo Conte that we all lo love to see, but Chelsea, honestly, 
really bad day for them. I mean, but we talk about some mistakes. I mean, Real Madrid had 10 shots on target and only converted twice. Now, Chelsea, you know, an interesting part is Christian Pulisic was actually on the bench and never came into the game. Now, do I have any comment on that? Well, at least on the bright side, we don't have to worry about him getting hurt. But with Christian Pulisic, he could get hurt any second. Part of me believes that maybe if he had come in, I don't know how much how much of a difference it would have made for Chelsea. At the end of the day, it may have been a little bit of pride because at least Christian Pulisic is, you know, is is playing in a match against Real Madrid. But at the end of the day, I really don't know how, how what good it would it would have done because Chelsea just you know all the problems you know from like that you know they were kind of you know dominant in their own form as well. I mean. I can't say that Chelsea basically looked, you know, looked the worst. I mean, because Real Madrid missed too many big chances. Gold.com says that Real Madrid missed three big chances, but honestly, I would say they missed at least five or six. This is all other times. I mean, Gold.com seen something different, but Chelsea missed at least two big chances. Okay, so as bad and as disoriented as Chelsea may be, Chelsea had their chances to get the job done, but they didn't. They didn't. But losing 2-0, to zero, I mean, you know, honestly, it's, it's not the worst now. The second leg is at Stamford Bridge, okay? And is Chelsea perfectly capable of pulling off the upset? Well, that's something to think about, I mean, because Chelsea's been horrible. Now, as horrible as Chelsea's been in the Premier League, it's basically interesting to see that they've, that they've made it to the final eight of the Champions League, okay? You know, this is a the Jekyll and Hyde effect because we've seen, you know, at the beginning of the season, when we saw how bad Liverpool was in the Premier League, and we saw how dominant they were in the Champions League. Although Liverpool is out, is out of the Champions League, you know, knocked out by Real Madrid. So right now, you're looking at it right here. Looking at some of the stats right there. You know, 18 clearances by the Chelsea defense. Okay? And a total of 8 saves by the goalie. Okay? A Chelsea goalie did make a, a numerous fantastic saves. Okay? And Thibaut Courtois made, you know, all the 3 saves that he made. I mean, Thibaut Courtois... Basically, kind of proves that you know he can still make you know the magnificent saves. So the key out of this for for both teams for Real Madrid, too many missed opportunities. Saving for Chelsea, but for Chelsea, Chelsea just could not basically up the rhythm, up the tempo a little bit. Now don't get me wrong, they they were basically at at some points they were kind of showing you know some strength, but at the end of the day, Chelsea was just not doing enough. Okay. Because Chelsea is lucky because if, if Real Madrid basically successfully capitalized on their opportunities, the final result would have been bigger. It probably, I mean, in, in my honest estimation, the final score should have been 5-1. to one, Okay? And I am nice enough to say that Chelsea should have had at least one goal. Okay? But Real Madrid should have scored at least five. So the all the missed scoring opportunities right there are something that cannot be ignored. And Real Madrid is coming off a shocking 3-2 loss at home to, um, to Villarreal, I believe it was. Okay? And, you know, before that, you know, Real Madrid was, was coming off basically a bit of a triumph in the Copa del Rey when they destroyed Barcelona 4 nothing at Camp Nou. Alright? And, of course, you know, in back-to-back -back games, Kareem Benzema had, had the hat-trick in that game in the Copa del Rey semifinal second leg against Barcelona, and then that game against Villadolid, okay, where Real Madrid basically had a 10-0 aggregate from both games. 4-0 against Barcelona, and 6-0 against Villadolid, okay? And then they lose 3-2 at home to Villarreal. 
All right. Now, from this one, from two nothing, it's definitely again. You know, it, it's not going to be easy for them to get the, the other. You know, get, get the second leg, which is going to be about six days at Stamford Bridge. So Real Madrid is going to have to basically get it together. Now, Real Madrid does have one La Liga match, which, which is going to be Saturday against Cadiz on the road. Okay, but Real Madrid needs to get it together. Right? They got to get it together because. When they not successfully knock out Chelsea, we already know that who their next opponent's going to be. It's very likely it's going to be Manchester City. If I saw the if, if I saw basically the preview correct from all the other sources, the way the whole thing is set up, okay, we're we're really going to see. I mean, basically, it's no coincidence. We're going to see Real Madrid versus Manchester City again. This is that's the rematch that everybody is looking forward to. Chelsea versus Real Madrid is, is exciting, but Real Madrid versus Manchester City, that ladies and gentlemen, is on an entirely different level. And that is what the world wants to see. Basically, it seems that Real Madrid basically is possibly the only team that can somehow, someway pull off the miracle upset to stop Manchester City. But at this point, it seems that Manchester City is unstoppable. And if Manchester City gets past Real Madrid, there's no way in hell that Manchester City does not go home with their first Champions League title. And that right there is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today. And please, please, please subscribe to my shows. And for those of you on YouTube, please hit that notification button. And let me know in the comment section what you think of the two games between Manchester City and Bayern Munich and Real Madrid and Chelsea, and what your expectations are in the second leg of those particular matches, and also the rest of the matches from the quarterfinals. Thank you all very, very much, ladies and gentlemen, and God bless.